Dog Bless You is all about celebrating the love we have for our dogs, which is why I cannot think of a better sponsor for the podcast than our friends at Button Up Box. As well as delivering fresh, healthy meals for dogs that are made with 60% meat, 40% vegetables and lentils, and absolutely no nasties, Button Up Box also genuinely cares about all dogs and their humans. In fact, everything they do is for the love of dogs. And our listeners can fetch 50% off their first two Button Up Boxes by visiting buttonupbox.com slash dogblessyou. That's buttonupbox.com slash dogblessyou to get 50% off your first two boxes. Thank you so very, very much to Button Up Box. Hello and welcome to Dog Bless You, the podcast about rescue dogs, the Wild at Heart Foundation charity and our love of dogs in general. I'm your host, Nikki Tibbles, and in this series, we'll speak to people about their experiences with their companions and how a dog can change your life for the better. But we'll also hear some harrowing stories about the lives of some dogs here in the UK and around the world. More importantly, we'll tell you how you can help end that. But for now, let's meet today's guest. Today, I'm very honored to have my amazing guest, Pips Taylor. Thank you, Pips, for being here. Thanks for having me. Pips is um, a broadcaster, DJ, and one of the stars of Keep Fighting for the NHS charity video alongside Emma Thompson, Olivia Coleman, and many more. And also, which I think is rather fabulous, Um, a patron for the charity Rights for Women. So congratulations on all the amazing work that you're doing, Pips, at the moment. And also, thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Oh, an absolute pleasure. What an intro. I feel feel really (laughs) honoured. Well, I'm very honoured to have you. So thank you. Thank you for your time. So appreciated. I, well, I'm so, I'm so excited about this because I am dog obsessed and I'm obsessed with my own dog, Rocket, and most dogs that I meet. So this is so up my street that I'm really thrilled to do it. <laughs> That's good because we are going to talk um, all things dog. You know, the dogs are so, so incredibly important. To, and as you know, being a dog owner with a for the fabulous Rocket, um, who I have actually just seen, who has got literally the most shiniest coat I think I've ever seen, and is so beautiful. He's in here, and he, he might well, he, every time I film, I, obviously I'm in here because this is about him, so I thought, well, well, let's try it and see. But every time I sort of film or do anything important, he starts to sort of like make some noise, because he's like, don't forget about me. So <laughs> uh, apologies in advance and I can always kick him out if he starts being a menace we, we need a bit of rocket entertainment I think we all need we all need some entertainment right now don't we anyway but oh um, so much so and I get so much from rocket seriously like he is just an he's the gift that keeps giving in terms of entertainment looks just unconditional love I just 
my, you know, I just melt when I look at him and it's, you know, I have no shame in saying it. I, he's, he's like my child. I don't have children uh, yet, but hopefully one day, but that's, you know, they're these amazing creatures that you have such a deep emotional connection with. Is Rocket your first dog? Or... Well, he's my first own dog. Um, yeah. So I had dogs growing up um, in my family back at home in Bolton. Uh, we always had Springer Spaniels and Labradors the whole way through. So when I moved down to London, I, I, di- I did 10 years without a dog. And then I decided I can't live without a dog anymore. Right. And I had thought of, you know, thought with my husband of getting one and, and you were really sort of, can we do it in London and is it fair and will he get enough exercise and will he, you know, all, all these kind of things. And we, you know, did so much research, but I, I knew that I'd always, as it, since I was tiny, I've always wanted a black cocker spaniel. Um, right. and, and he, that's, a, we put a few, some feelers out. And it was actually one of my best friends from uni. It was from his his mum. So she just had just really like the stars totally aligned, and she just, they just had a, a litter. It's a really lovely family in um, in Hungerford. So we went and I went and met him. And obviously, uh, as soon as you have a dog, that's it. Do you know what I yes. mean? There's yeah. No going back. <laughs> there's no there's no going back. But I think I mean there's a, a, a few interesting points that you've made there. That you know you you grew up with dogs, so yeah. I mean, how how do you think growing up with a dog has affected your life and the way you are as a person and what it taught you? Oh, that's a good question. So I think, you know, since a young since since I was young, you know, you we'd we'd always take the dog for a walk. Um, we actually had dogs that lived um, outside uh, and, and, you know, they had like little kennels and stuff. So, that we, you know, I'd go in and, you know, bring them in every day. And so we were, as in the family, we were kind of all, you know, we'd feed them, we'd kind of like clean up, clean up all that. And, you know, they'd be also on the sofa and, and, and yeah. you know, in the house as well. Um, and so I think they really teach you how to care for things. They teach you... Um, you know how to you know especially with small children like be gentle and and you know I I I get my heart sinks when I see in the park I'm walking around and you can see like a a, a child or a small you know who's kind of scared you know or they're like oh I'm not I'm not sure about the dog and that my heart Mm -hmm. just sinks because they're such gentle souls and I think you know some people if you haven't been brought up with a dog then I, I feel you know, you know, not maybe I feel like you've missed out, yes. you know, I feel like, and, and, and I don't mean to to be arrogant in any way, but I just feel it, it's a, it's such a special bond and relationship and so much fun to have around. Of course. And I think, you know, also, that, I mean, I, I, I grew up with dogs all my life. And even when I went off to... What doggies did you have? My very first dog actually was a, that I... Yeah, was a boxer. We had two boxers. Um, and then my father was a massive animal lover. Um, and then we would always, if there was a stray dog, I mean, we don't, luckily, we don't see stray dogs on the streets anymore. But when I was growing up, there were often stray dogs, and my father or I would come home with a stray dog. Wow. Or a, so we always had rescue dogs after that. And, um, and I, I don't think I've spent any moment of my life when I left home and I went to university. The first thing I did was went to um, Birmingham Canal Street Dogs Home and got myself a dog that used to come everywhere with me. 
to lectures and all sorts of things. So I've, I've never been without a dog, but I think that, you know, the, the, the sad thing now, is you say, you feel sad when you see children that are scared of dogs, but yeah. you know, the, the, the benefits of growing up is, you know, they teach us so much about, mm. you know, sort of relationships and love and the physical aspect of touching and, caring as you say and taking responsibility and also I guess they teach us about loss which is really important and yeah you know with with so many children especially now in this time that were extraordinary times that we're living in in lockdown where you know children can't even go to school and have relationships with their friends you know it's seems even more important it is heartbreaking and it seems even more important to to have a dog or an animal yeah. in our life that I, I always make the effort whenever I'm out and if a child is kind of a, a little bit scared I always have it stop and have a chat to them and say you know get rocket to sit and say would you like to say hello and you know kind of make just kind of gently you know introduce them and and sort of you know if they're interested or if sometimes like they're like oh no don't worry and I'm like you know it's wagging its tail give it a wave you know sort of uh, I because I, I, I just think that if you unless they're always going to react like that unless someone else reacts differently and, and, and maybe tries something a little bit different. So I always make Rocket sit and say, you know, come and say hello. I'll put him on the lead. Here he is in the background. Um, like, are you talking he's about agreeing me? with you. Yeah, yeah he's oh, yeah, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. Quiet. He's, uh, I, well, that's so nice because there are so many, you know, sort of often when you, you know, well, I walk my dogs through Hyde Park, you know, it's, it's like the parting of the sea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got uh, quite a few big dogs and um you know you can literally see people sort of walking you know in the literally in the opposite direction um but it's good to and also I suppose it, it's also good that that children or parents ask if they can you know their child can come and talk to your dog and yeah as well, because I mean I'm I, I'm one of those people I'm like come and say hi come and say hello like I just think it's really important and also I remember when I I was really thinking you know I was desperate to get a dog and you know we were really ready to 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 have you know to have that uh, new new presence in our family and and I remember you know you see dogs on the tube or people carrying them and like every time it just lifted my spirits and you're like oh and you know I when I was feeling those things as soon as I see someone else I kind of instantly connect with them and and you know maybe have a chat or just say oh you know you know if you want to say hello say hello because it's really important for for Rocket that he's also like really socialized and he's so used to seeing lots of people and he's being around people and he's you know since I got him I just took him everywhere I take him to voiceovers to podcast recordings to jobs tv things obviously when I, you know, when I'm allowed, I'm always like, yeah. the dog. Um, <laughs> you know, to meetings into town. So he's, but then at the same time, you know, where I'm from is like on, you know, the moors of Lancashire. So he cut, you know, when I go home, which obviously hasn't been that much in the past year, uh, but you know, he, he's running around and we make sure we do really big, long walks with him in lots of different new locations so that it's not sort of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't imagine life without him now. I could never not have a dog in my life. That that is one thing I know for sure. And do I agree. you um how old is Rocket? He is almost two. Yeah, he's still a little babe. You mentioned also, which I think is is really fabulous, and also another poignant moment that obviously, you know, we're in lockdown and it's 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 great for children to be around dogs, which I think is particularly 
important at, in this time, um, but also that you you put so much sort of research and effort into finding Rocket because we are all aware of the yeah. press at the moment of people buying dogs in in lockdown yeah. and and the illegal breeding that is yeah. going on and and people really not doing any research and and just wanting a dog yeah. regardless and what i think also wanting them maybe for for the for the wrong reasons or taking a dog on and not actually realizing it is such a huge commitment it and is. of course they will change your life but you have to be so ready for for it and you know i'm you know my husband and i like we're you know we have our own schedules but we've we, we've we've managed he's obviously now he, we actually can't leave him because of the pandemic he goes nuts because he's not he was we were no you know we were gearing up to sort of leaving him for a few hours and that was great and then now we've been around him all the time Time, you know it's hard you know we have to try and really instill that which is quite difficult when you're not really allowed out <laughs> but you know it it's um but I think people you know it's heartbreaking reading at the moment the stories of you know poppies under it under a year being abandoned um, yes and, and that's, it's awful yes um, it's shocking and, it, and it's only going to get I mean this this is in a way this is this is sort of like how the whole COVID thing is mm. growing and growing and growing. I think we've got the biggest number of cases again today, about 65,000. But, you know, this is just the, the beginning of all the dogs that are about to be returned. There's, I think there's 75% of dogs coming into shelters are from our lockdown dogs. And that yeah. that is number is going to increase. But, you know, what what is so great about listening to you is that you you went you found your dog and you mm. found someone that you knew and you obviously met rocket's mum yeah and you so and you you had that connection yeah. with brothers and sisters and, and you knew and that is and to be honest way i would never have uh, i probably wouldn't have got a dog any other way um if i'm being um if i'm being really honest because i think it's so important that you know where your dog's but you know where where your doggy comes from and you know they was you know obviously their kennel club registered and they're not breeders in any way they just had a lit you know had a litter and and uh, yeah i think that it's it's so important to, to know and to make those visits and to really look out for all the signs but just going back on what you said there like obviously with all you know you with, with kind of puppies being abandoned and like what can what can we do about it is i mean is there anything because obviously i know that you, you this you know you really great at educating uh, dog owners and, and people about this but is there anything that we can we can do as as dog owners uh to kind of to help are the charities are the you know rehoming and i know you, you you do a lot of work with that with wild um with wild at heart but i'd be interested to know just from your opinion i, I mean i think that you know then the, i mean there's there's so much that needs to be done in the world of dog rescue and but i think so important in our in our world right now is that you know people are buying dogs they're spending an absolute fortune on on dogs uh, mm. you know french bulldogs being probably the most popular dog in our country at the moment along with cockapoos and multipoos and you know if you and i went online right now we could probably get ourselves any of those dogs within the next couple of hours we could meet someone at south mim service station and uh hand over two and a half thousand pounds in cash or whatever and come home with a dog a puppy that you know 
you have no idea of the age that's probably not been vaccinated it's mostly probably come from a puppy mill there are vans coming in literally every hour from eastern europe um full of puppies that have been bred in puppy mills so i think you know people need to know um and i had a fantastic conversation with mark abraham i don't know the vet who has introduced lucy's law to make people aware of puppy mills and puppy breeding mm. but to, to to make people aware people are, if you're talking to someone or you strike up a conversation with someone about a dog is to make sure that they are going to buy a dog mm. to make sure that they know the provenance yeah of absolutely where that dog has come from and that they meet that animals that dog's mother mm. and they see the litter and they see that puppy in situ and not to hand over a penny <laughs> until yeah. that's actually happened. And, yeah. you know, there's, because we have an extraordinary statistic in this country alone, 800,000 dogs a year. Wow. I know. We buy. So that, that doesn't include the dogs that are adopted and yeah. we own from, yeah. Yeah. from the, the foundation or Battersea or the Dogs Trust or any other amazing charity that does extraordinary work in, in rehoming dogs from the UK or anywhere in the world. But we, we buy, we have an appetite for 800,000 dogs. And that's a lot of money. So that's, that's a yeah, big yeah. business. It is, it's huge business. And yeah. I tell you something that's, well, concerning and that I'm really conscious of at the moment is actually dog snatching because it's on the rise in London. And I, Tom, my husband, had an experience yesterday in Abney Park where uh, it's Abney Cemetery uh, in Stoke Newington. And he was walking the dog and a lady came up to him and said, oh, um, with a little Jack Russell, she was on her own. He said, listen, there's a really weird guy over there. He keeps filming my dog. Can you come and, you know, can you come and stay, sort of stay with me? We, you know, so Tom was like, right. You know, I feel, you know Tom's like, exile, kind of like, you know, save the day. Um, so he marched around Abney Cemetery, couldn't find him, got a description, went to the butchers, came back, went and, and saw the guy go back into Abney and start filming other dogs. Um, and, and, and luckily two policemen walked into the cemetery. So Tom reported him and said, listen, this guy, you know, and everything that had happened. But, you know, I'm just, con I, it's sort of, you know, it's tainting those amazing moments that dogs give you and, you know, that, that really important time of, you know, going out and giving them the exercise that you want and, you, you know, you'll get it, everyone's going out and getting their headspace. Actually, I'm a little bit looking over my shoulder and I'm concerned as a, you know, if I'm out on my own, that that's on the rise in London because of the demand, uh, because of lockdown and and because of the price, the, the price yeah. over, over the dog's heads. And it's it's actually, I, I signed a, the petition uh, the petition today, but something that I'm becoming really passionate about is that the crime of stealing someone's dog is the same as stealing someone's phone. That's what the charge is because it, it, it's, 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 pro it's property. It's not, um, yes. it's property. It's not an, yeah. uh, you know, recognized as, as, you know, a, a living animal. Yeah. And I just found that so, I mean, I, that's extraordinary, isn't it? it, it it's mind, <laughs> it's mind, no, but it's mind, it's awful, you know, because yeah. it, it might, Rocket's my baby. Like, you know, I, it, it's like, it's such um, an assault on someone's like life to, to try and, you know, to steal their pet. But that you see, this is another extraordinary moment that you're highlighting is that, you know, and, and this is why I set up the foundation because, mm -hmm. You know, you, you again have just pointed out something so extraordinarily important and relevant 
is that there is no legislation for a dog and its welfare anywhere in the world. You know, absolutely. And so, you know, if having your dog stolen is tantamount to having your phone or your bag stolen, then how, I mean, again, what a sad indictment on our society that, and, and, and how do we change that? Because, you know, that again would need to go for legislation and because it, it is becoming, you know, more and more people are and need to be more aware of the dog thefts because yeah. it, it's, it's, and again, it's gang crime because it it's all about money. Because I don't want to instill fear in people at all, but I've been sharing, you know, that story with, with, um, you know, all my friends who are dog owners, and I know there's great networks that you can upload your dogs to, and, and, you know, already something just in case anything happens. But yes, it just it makes me want to move out of London. It really does. It may, like not that we're in a position to do so, but you know what I mean. It really makes you. It. I just think it taints. It taint, yeah I just can't anyway I just can't imagine it, but I just wanted to, to mention it to you because I feel like I'm now like really in, invigorated to do something properly about it so I'm like you know yep signing the petition sharing the petition with everyone and also then it's like a case of what more can we do well I think people do need to be more to, to be aware because actually again it's not just in London yeah I mean if if um you know I see so many more posts on Instagram of dogs that have gone missing um and unfortunately you know these dogs that go missing they're they're not coming back and um this is in in places in like there's ads near where i live in uh west sussex for missing dogs that have gone missing on the south downs there we know i know three people whose dogs have gone missing in epping yeah so it's not just central london it's it's everywhere it's everywhere. And of course, I think I read on the news yesterday that the guy had been literally punched to the ground and had his dog stolen. So it, it is, it's, it's, yeah, it's stop. No one wants to steal your phone anymore. <laughs> Who needs an iPhone? Uh, it's, it's your dog. And it is all about money. And, and these, these dogs are often, they're not just being sold on. So that's another thing that you should be wary of. If anyone actually is trying to sell you a dog, you know, you need to, first thing you do, if you did is take that dog to, should be microchipped because yep. all dogs yep. have to be microchipped to see if that dog actually does belong to someone. But also that, um, you know, again, where they've come from. And it's, it's incredibly important to, to be wary. And, you know, even with my dogs, you know, who are, and yeah, no one would want any of my dogs. I mean, one of, one of them is, is very beautiful, but Rita has a face that looks like she's been stung by a thousand wasps. So, I mean, not particularly, I shouldn't say that. I don't think she's gorgeous. And we she's still amazing. love you, Rita. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love her so much. I can't tell you, but, um, you know, that my, my dogs don't have the value of a, a pedigree dog. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that people do need to be really, really careful. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a really important point and it's happening more and more because, Again, and it's it's happening because, and, and it's the same with puppy mill breeding. You know, people want a dog and they don't give a, a shit where it comes from. And the same with dogs being stolen. They'll, they want a dog and it's going to be offered to them for a thousand pounds or 500 quid. Here, have a dog. Mm-hmm. Someone's just stolen from someone. People, people who are buying dogs have to start caring yeah, no, about where enough. they come from. Yeah, you're and so right. And that, that's really, I guess, 
how we instill that in people and how we change the law to have a, a, a stolen pet have more importance than a telephone you know where do you start i mean petitions yes but it's just all about raising awareness yeah, and it is absolutely. something else that needs to do, needs to happen yeah um but i guess having rocky and lockdown has been obviously a blessing which is why so many people want to have yeah i mean a dog. He, rocket's just been a total dream obviously we got him in the summer of two, uh, 2019 and and he's genuinely changed my life for the better in so many ways um in terms of you know i'm in quite a i love my like my what i do but it can be really up and down in terms of you know big highs of massive jobs and then you know you don't really do anything for 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 a little while and things don't come in so he has given me an incredible structure um and i think also purpose and just mentally he's totally help help yeah he it, obviously he, isn't, he has no idea but he he helped me so much as well in terms of you know coping and 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 you know having that having those times and those spaces of like I was so busy my lifestyle was you know a bit nuts because I was you know I love my job but I'd work silly silly hours and I have three or four jobs in a day and but one of the main reasons was because I wanted to slow down and one of the only reasons you know one, one a good way was to slow down and obviously we knew we were ready and it was going to be such a big lifestyle change but we were we were what we wanted that lifestyle change and yeah. it, he's just been he's the dream he really is he's he's so well behaved and we've put a lot, put a lot of time personally into training him and I think that's really important as well and uh you know he's he's just so soft and brilliant and you know we were we were one of those people that like, oh, he's never gonna sleep in the bed i was like <laughs> not gonna happen and, second yeah. night and uh well no because he's gladly he he's he's got quite a serious heart condition so oh, he really? actually had an operation when he was about four months old which thankfully was covered by insurance otherwise there's no way we would have been able to afford to do it um but he had a the equivalent of a you know it's it's called pulmonic stenosis so his his all his different valves were were sort of blocked and not enough basically one side of his heart is bigger than the other so he had this really clever where they went in through his neck uh yeah. procedure and then they sort of blew open the vessels that were were blocked the tube wow. and then came out through his neck and he walked away the next day and it was and it was the night before the operation that i was sort of like oh my god what happens if you know tomorrow so i was like get on the bed rocket <laughs> and then that was it from then it that was, was that was it he's like how did you find out that he had this well because he had a murmur murder. he had a murmur um obviously you know you know as soon as you you know become a dog owner you, you register it with a vet you get your insurance mm -hmm. and then we you know it was on his first first ever checkup and he had a, had a murmur and i know a lot oh. of puppies do have a murmur and they kind of grow out of it but his actually just got worse and so they referred us to a specialist and he's i mean it's still not it's 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 not normal it's gone from severe to kind of slightly less severe um but you know we're gonna enjoy him and love him and give him the best life ever and hopefully he'll be here for you know Eight, eight years and, and and you you have him checked regularly and yeah, he get yeah he, he gets checked every year now um and but he does kind of sometimes sort of you know he does collapse a bit so you know we just oh, we, I have to really like monitor how he is and and you know he's he's not a very well dog um he also unfortunately has seizures um and we think that that's also kind of related so yeah. he's you know life and soul and joy but there, there was a lot of kind of 
sort of anxiety and and and, and heartache and you know the, it was a, it was a lot to kind of go through with a little and he's just been through so much as a small pup you know yes um which was it was a real shame but he's he's doing a-okay you have um, to be careful about his exercise though. yeah so i like not on a daily basis but he when he goes flat out and chases something like we i try and kind of call you know obviously a dog will be a dog and i'm not going to yes. stop him being a dog and i want him to have the best life as a dog so i'm not kind of like oh uh, uh, uh. but um but, you know he when he collapses that's when he's at full pelt full pelt right so and then obviously we have to take him into the vet and get him checked and stuff so yeah it's a real shame but he's you know we we love him even more so <laughs> for it and, and and you know you're like we're so blessed with to have dogs and you know that you don't know how long they're going to be here but you hope they're going to be here for you know if i think if you get 10 years you're, you're super lucky um, yes and we had like my parents actually had a rescue dog for a while called digby who was totally mental yeah. uh, and they had him he was until he was 13 and got him at six months and he had the most they were the most brilliant owners and had the best life with him but he was unbelievably stressful and you know couldn't be left on his own and and really had sort of pro proper behavioral issues what uh, sort of dog was digby he was a cross between a manchester terrier and a jack russell and he had like massive ears oh, and that's like trouble. <laughs> yeah massive ears and looked like a bat um he was dead oh, cute oh bless him um, two, two terriers uh, yeah well so th this is the thing i just get so much joy have you tried um any homeopathic and um uh for rocket for does he have acupuncture no can you do doggy acupuncture yes i mean i personally yeah. get acupuncture but <laughs> i mean there's um i i look after my dogs way more than i look after me so my, my dogs have that must cannabis. change Nikki. <laughs> yeah i know but I, I say it must but it's sort of like so my dogs um go for acupuncture um lenny i have a big dog lenny who is uh 65 kilos and he's a Sort wow, of Spanish Mastine. He's huge. He's huge. That's, that's He's the size like, of a small pony. Yeah, I was going. That's. Huge. Um, I don't think I'd be able to walk that. Maybe ride it, but. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I should try riding him. Um, his back's not not good enough now. But oh. um, Lenny was. I got him when he was about eighteen months or a year old. He'd been thrown down a well in southern oh. Spain with a Rottweiler, actually, and oh left to die. Anyway, I I was working with this shelter before I set up the foundation, I was working with this shelter and um, they sent me this photograph of Lenny, this, I called him Lenny, but I think he, they called him Lucky, I don't know. Anyway, so they, they said, we have a gift for you because I'd been helping them rehome their dogs and Lenny was this gift. And I mean, I've, I've always had dogs, I've always had big dogs, but not a dog as quite as big as Lenny. But anyway, what I'm was sort of saying is I me, mean, he's he is actually now 12 and a half, which is really, please God, you know, that's a, a really good right. age for the dog of that size. But you know, he's been on a joint uh special joint program literally all my dogs are all their mm -hmm. lives and he now has turmeric every evening. Oh amazing. Uh, uh, because he has arthritis in his front and back leg and his spine is now slightly bent so every week or every fortnight depending on whether my dog acupuncturist thinks he needs more or less <laughs> he goes for acupuncture every every week or every other week and he is 
amazing. He has cannabis oil every evening. He's on this joint supplement called Cinequin, which is just fantastic. And that with his cannabis oil and turmeric, and I put olive oil on his food, all of their food. They'll, they will have turmeric and olive oil on their food. And they only have, because um, I'm vegan, but I feed my dogs they, they are on a fish diet, but it's fish and vegetables. Mm. And um, so they've, they've actually also never eaten meat or processed dog food. And I do think that also makes a difference. But acupuncture for Rocket actually might might help. That, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, met, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm up for trying that for sure. I think that's, the, you know, I'm also really, you know, you, you want to, you know, you want to really care for your, for your dog, you know, you and you know, like nurture and look after, and you know, you're so right. Like, I, I'm so conscious about what I give him, but I know there's lots of, there's always other things that you can be doing, and that you know, supplements or, um, you know, kind of all natural things. So I'm very much kind of in that, in moving into that space, especially with his seizures because um you know i just think that so, so many chemicals and everything it's really difficult to know what's triggering it and what or you know is it related to the heart or is it a separate epilepsy and you know when he's such a small boy we call him the small boy, um, boy. such a you know a small boy you know you just you know you, know, you do worry but why, why olive oil what does that do um olive oil i think is it's good for their coat um mm. and their skin and it um helps everything ease through and with my big dogs especially because my dogs are bigger um it's easy i want to make them i want to make that element of their life as easy as possible especially lenny because of his hips as well and his spine um i don't want my dog straining no sure yeah and it's and it's really good for their skin and their coat okay Um, i'm gonna try so olive oil and then a tiny bit of cannabis oil, CBD oil on their food. And what percentage? Um, I, well, I sort of, they, they say, I mean, I bought it for me. And I, I actually bought um, my favorite CBD oil is Apothem. I don't know if you've I've heard of heard it, yeah. It. Yeah. So I bought Apothem for me. So my, I weigh roughly, well, actually Lenny probably weighs more than me, actually. But I give Lenny roughly what I would have. Sort okay. of how many drops they say. So, I mean, I guess if you were going to give it to Rocket, it's what about? I don't know if it's about weight or. But um, I'm, I'll do. I'm definitely going to do some research into this because yeah. I think I'm. I'm. I think you've got to. I believe in holistic approaches, and, and I think it's finding alternatives for all the chemicals. I think is a really it's really important, and I do. I do agree. I do think it adds longevity to life for sure. Like our diets. Well, totally, you know, Mm. this is what I love is like, we're individuals, but all dogs are individuals as well. And there's no, they're, they're so, you know, they'll be, you know, you've got doggy and dogs and doggy mates, but they'll be so different in terms of like how they respond to things and what works for them. And I, you know, that's, you've got to just put a lot of sort of time and effort into sort of finding what works for your dog, like in terms of what you, as you would do for yourself. Yeah. Um, you know they're not just a pet <laughs> they're not they're not they are such a part of our such a huge part of our lives and such a you know I mean honestly I don't I seriously I don't know what I do without I don't oh, know what don't. I do I'd, be, I'd be so lost Nikki I really would and it's it's so funny because obviously I spent I don't know what 32 years 33 years with without a dog obviously well t- 10 years in London without one in my household 
and I just I could I can't imagine life without Rocket right now. No. Do you think you might get a mate for friends? Do you know Rocket? what? When when we move to the countryside, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. but you know, the, he, he's also my first step to moving out of London. <laughs> I was like, he'll, he'll do a few years in London and then we'll move out. Uh, because I'm, I was brought up in the countryside. I'm a proper country lass, you know, in the middle of nowhere in Lancashire. And I was dead lucky to have that. And I love it in London, but mm-hmm. I never, I never meant to be here for as long as I am. I was like, well, I'll just go pop down for six months and, you know, 12 years later, here I am. Sort of one um, last moment or, or question, because it's like, I could talk to you for hours. And I, know, so I'm, I, I could literally talk to you all day, so <laughs> yeah. t- tell me to shut well, up, maybe seriously. We do, we'll <laughs> carry on afterwards. Um, do it again. Um, but if Rocket um, was a person, who would he be? And if he could speak, what would he sound like? So, I mean, I did have a, I had a chat about this with my husband, Tom, and I reckon like he would definitely sound, it dep- depending on what mood he was in, he'd be like, hey guys, it's me, what you doing, what you doing, hey, 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 what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? I'm sort of like doing these like crazy little things on, on, on the Zoom call. That is amazing. I, wish, I wish you could all see this. Um, Whoever's listening to this, I wish you could all see this. <laughs> so that's when he's like super hyper, but also in the morning when we have like our, our routine is a cup of tea. I get up I let him out feed him and I get back into bed and I have a cup of tea and we have cuddles and that's like that is my thing that's what I do that is that you know some people might think I'm really weird I don't care um and we have cuddles like on the bed obviously and he just is sort of sits there and has like tummy tickles and the other one is just like oh yeah just tickle my belly (laughs) that's the spot so I think he'd be I think he's like really cool but sort of I think he's a bit like me in the sense like really energetic really like over like can be really over the top and playful and a little bit like ah but (laughs) also has moments of like chill out if he's anything like you that's extraordinarily fabulous oh no thank you so much I know he's gorgeous and beautiful he's just on the bed next to me just you know he's been very good so no foxes well we had we did there was a there were a couple of like because he's I don't know I, like since we had his balls off he's been so much chattier it's really bizarre like he? he's yeah and he likes just so much chattier like Rich chats about loads of, loads of different stuff you know we were like he'll hear something he'll be like rrr, rrr. and I don't know whether it's like it's a defense thing <laughs> and, and also a lot more kind of um vocal out and about when he's playing I think I was thinking about this the other day with the just going quickly back to the sort of dogs being stolen moment. We should get oh. coats with no balls written on them. So yeah. Oh, there you go. It, yeah. He's like, get, yeah. Get him, a, get, me. get him a coat with no balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Are you talking? Come over here. Come on. Come say hi, Rocket. Hi. Come on. Rocket is so beautiful. And I have to say, he's got the, the most beautiful, good. silky, shiny coat. Oh, he's such a waggy boy. He's got a waggy tail. Um, <laughs> I also, it's embarrassing, but like we have lots of songs for Rocket. So we like, I'm literally quite bonkers about it. So we, we sing to him and we have like little him? moments of the day. So like one of his nicknames is Sausage. And I go, who's a little sausage? You're a little sausage. Sussy, sussy, sussy. Sussy, sussy, sussy. A whole part of sausages. <laughs> so we, he's wagging his tail. Um, so I, yeah, I'm literally barking. Um, that, yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> do you not do you, Well, obviously I chat to him as well. And it's obviously like, he's a good boy. He's such a good boy. And actually, I haven't told you, but when he was a puppy, we took him to like a country 
fair, right? Which yeah. obviously I'd, I'd, I'd not been to one for years in, in Rye. And we entered, there were loads of like doggy competitions and we entered him and he came home with three rosettes, oh. including the most <laughs> handsome boy out of 50, out of 50 doggies. And he's got a rosette and our, when we were away, someone moved, one of our friends moved in and looked after him and has made him a little shrine of like his rosettes, which is on our wall. <laughs> Oh, I, even I haven't got a shrine or rosette for my, my dogs have not won any prizes I, and I but I do talk to them oh I my god let's have them. let's can we please have when we're allowed the wild at heart foundation dog show and we can do loads yes. of fun competitions and we can you know do loads of like fun stuff and just like trials like a mini crufts but just oh not God, as, we should definitely not do as, that not as not as like sincere as cross but like just so fun because one of the categories at the fair was doggy dress doggy fancy dress and oh yeah. my god some of them were next level does, I, you know, does rocket have a any code no clothes? he didn't he didn't because we didn't you know we were there with some mates um and you know obviously when it, this was all pre-covid uh, we were there with some mates and we were like oh let's pop him in a couple of categories of you know it's quite funny because some of the locals got really like yeah really competitive yeah so, so <laughs> who's this person not from not from down from london yeah, yeah. Where i was just, just like oh. <laughs> exactly whereas we were like oh this is a bit of fun on a saturday um and yeah i mean who who, who goes to county fairs i do I'm, yeah i do well, and i'm I do. well I do love the county fair. yeah but, you know? i mean I, I also quite like the flower arranging moment obviously and oh, the vegetable obviously. grow the largest carrot and um yeah i, I yeah, love things like just that such fun you know it's like all day for the family and i just think that all the doggy bits are so brilliant uh, and always oh, that out. is such a good idea so we um when when very soon, when we're not in lockdown, we'll have a Wild at Heart dog, um, dog, dog show moment. Yeah. You can be it. our judge. Yeah, I'd love judge? to. I can do okay. whatever you fancy. I, I'm, and whatever I can to help and make this happen. I'm totally serious. I oh, would love do to it. do this. I'm really now very excited. That's going to be the highlight of my year whenever that happens. <laughs> well, that would be amazing. And let's have a chat about working together for the foundation. Yeah, I'd love that. that. You're so kind. Thank you. Because um, honestly, anyone, anyone who's who's interested in getting a dog, I'm all. I all, the first port of call I say is check out Wild at Heart Foundation because I love the work that you you do. I think it's so important and you know especially when there's so many dogs already and if people don't you know they don't, they don't know what they want i think there's a there's a, it's such a great place to start and they've got such brilliant stories and to be able Thank to you. kind of take, change the life of a dog is you know is is a really it's it's really you're saving a life well exactly and and then what you don't realize is that they also save yours in turn <laughs> exactly. they 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 do they they do save our lives that i think we know for sure so it's been so so lovely to talk to you pips and thank you and it's pleasure. been such a joy to look at your beautiful happy smiley face so <laughs> hopefully i will see it very soon in real real life i hope so Robert, and thank you so much for having we'll me. Have our dog show yes yeah so, <laughs> so much love and, and we'll speak soon i hope and thank you for being on dog bless you thank you So that's our show for today. 
If you liked today's show, please subscribe and rate us on wherever you get your podcasts. It does help other dog lovers to find us. Dog Bless You was produced by Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions and presented by me, Nikki Tibbles. The music by Mike Hansen. And if you want to join or contribute to the Wild at Heart Foundation, please go to wildatheartfoundation.org. Thank you so much and see you soon.